Friends, welcome to Word on Fire Catholic Ministries. Word on Fire is an apostolate dedicated to the mission of evangelization, using media both old and new to share the faith on every continent and to facilitate an encounter with Christ and His Church. The efforts of Word on Fire engage the culture and bring the transformative power of God's Word where it is most needed. Today, we invite you to join Bishop Robert Barron as he preaches the gospel and shares the warmth and light of Christ with each one of us. Peace be with you. Friends, the gospel for this weekend is marvelous from the 11th chapter of Matthew, and it contains the passage that Père Lagrange, one of the great Catholic biblical scholars of the last century, referred to as, quote, Matthew's most precious pearl. Um, it's also been described, this passage, as a Johannine bolt from the Matthean blue. Now, what am I talking about? Well, the language Jesus uses here is much more redolent of John's gospel than Matthew. It sounds like the way Jesus talks in John. So it's a Johannine bolt out of the Matthew, the Matthean blue. Now, what are we talking about? What's so extraordinary here? Well, let me read it to you. At that time, Jesus exclaimed, I give praise to you, Father, Lord of heaven and earth. For although you've hidden these things from the wise and the learned, you've revealed them to your little ones. Yes, Father, such has been your gracious will. Now listen as he goes on. No one knows the Son except the Father, and no one knows the Father except the Son, and anyone to whom the Son wishes to reveal him. Can you hear it there, the Johannine quality? It sounds like the way Jesus talks in John's Gospel. Why is it Matthew's most precious pearl? Because we're being invited here into the inner life of God. So this is not simply a great saint or a great sage or wise figure talking about God. Because reference is being made to the Father and the Son. It's the Son inviting us into, listen now, the dynamics of his relationship to the Father. We're not just talking about God the way any religious person or religious philosopher might. We're being invited into the very inner life of God, the relationship between the Father and the Son. So we're on very holy ground. See, that's what, what Père Lagrange meant. We're on very holy ground here. So now let's look at it um, step by step. I give you praise, Father, Lord of heaven and earth, for although you've hidden these things, from the wise and the learned, you revealed them to little ones. The Greek there is, is um, tauta, these, these things. Well, what things is he talking about here? The things that have to do with the relationship between the Father and the Son. So again, this is not just a religious philosopher, Aristotle or Kant or, or, or a religious guru or teacher. This is the Son speaking out of the experience of the inner life of God and the things that have been revealed to the little ones are these dynamics that obtain between the Father and the Son. Okay, that's kind of high abstract language. What am I talking about? From all eternity, from before time, the Father gives himself the Father empties himself, giving rise to the Son. 
The Son, in turn, having received this gift from the Father, gives it back. The Father and the Son let go of each other in an act of mutual love. That love, that mutual giving, is precisely what we call the Holy Spirit. These things, these dynamics that obtain within the inner life of God have to do with a great act of letting go, of giving, receiving, and then giving back. Why have they been revealed to little ones? Mind you, please, everybody, this is not some polemic against theology or against the intellectual life. When Jesus says, you've hidden them from the wise and learned, but reveal them to little ones, don't read that as, well, who needs to read, you know, Augustine and St. Paul and Chrysostom and Jerome and Anselm and Thomas Aquinas and John Henry Newman. No, no, the church has reverenced those people from the beginning. Anti-intellectualism, as I've often said, has been a curse. And whenever it, it raises ugly head up and down the centuries, the church is in, is in decline. So please don't misunderstand this as, well, who needs all this highfalutin theology? See, what is the Lord driving at here? It's very similar to those passages where he says, the kingdom of God belongs to the childlike. Unless you change and become like a little child, you cannot enter the kingdom of God. Well, does he mean we should all become infantilized? No, no. See, what are the dynamics of the kingdom of God? The dynamic of, of love, of letting be, of accepting gifts, of non-self-consciousness. Well, that's what, what a child is capable of before we and the wider society kind of beat that out of them. Children are capable of that kind of relationship, of gratuity and of openness, non-self-consciousness. So in a similar way, who are the learned and the clever here from whom these mysteries are, 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 are hidden? They're those who are clinging to their knowledge in a sort of um, self-important way, who are puffed up by their knowledge. The little ones, the little ones who get the Trinity, to whom the Trinity is revealed, are those who can enter readily into this dynamic of giving, receiving, and giving back. This beautiful dynamic of openness to love. See, and that's what's being revealed about the very being of God. It's marvelous. Now, again, listen. All things have been handed over to me by my Father. Well, see, that's it. That's the Trinitarian dynamic. The Father doesn't hang on to his godliness, but lets it go, gives it away. Everything I have is yours. Think of, of the father of the prodigal son saying that. Well, that's an imitation, see, of, of the Trinity. Everything I have is yours. The father gives himself away. The son receives the gift and then gives it back to the father. And that beautiful rhythm and dynamic of grace, that's called the Holy Spirit. All things have been handed over to be by my father. This is the, the, the truth. And everybody... 
It's the ground of our being. This is the creator of all things. The deepest truth about existence is being disclosed here. It's the dynamic of love. Listen as he goes on. No one knows the Son except the Father, and no one knows the Father except the Son, and anyone to whom the Son wishes to reveal him. Please don't read this as a kind of Christian imperialism. Well, I mean, only we know about God because, you know, we know Jesus. Well, no, I mean, all kinds of people, different religions and philosophies and so on, can know something about God. I'm not denying that for a minute. Vatican II says there are rays of light, you know, elements of truth in all the great philosophies and religions. So I'm not saying this is, is unique to Christians to understand God. But what is unique to us Christians? And it's, it, there's no way around it. Listen again. No one knows the Son except the Father, and no one knows the Father except the Son. Well, that's true, because we wouldn't know about these Trinitarian dynamics in the inner life of God unless someone had come from that inner life to reveal it to us. The Father is known as Father only in relation to the Son, right? That's the only way he's Father is in relation to the Son. The Son is known as Son only in relation to the Father, the one that sent him. So this is true. The only ones who have the privilege of truly knowing what's going on inside the life of God are those to whom the Son has revealed it. Ah, see, you see why this is a precious pearl. You see why we're on especially holy ground with this passage. We're the ones who know the meaning of it all. The deepest truth of things, watch now, is not clinging and making it my own and holding onto it. That's the wisdom of the world. And you see it, just open your eyes every day, you'll see it. Listen to anyone talk, watch any movie, listen to any song, open yourself to the culture. What you're going to find is, hey, the deepest truth of things is you better hang on to what you can get out of this life. We know that's not the case. The deepest truth of things is this dynamic of love of letting go, of receiving and giving back that's characteristic of the inner life of God. That's the high privilege, everybody, the high privilege of the Christian life that we've been given access to this truth. Okay, now I'm going to close with this, but, but listen now to the behavioral implications because the Lord spells it out next. Come to me, all you who labor and are burdened, and I will give you rest. See, what burdens us? What's the burden of life? It's this old lie that we will become happy if we just get enough of the goods of the world. If we can just draw enough into ourselves and hang on to it, then I'll be happy. I will not be happy. On the contrary, what do we all want? Well, this lovely word here, rest, it doesn't mean like lying in a hammock. It means fulfillment. It means peace. It means the joy that we all want. How do you get it? You get it by imitating the rhythms and dynamics of the divine life, by entering into this, this love between the Father and the Son that's been revealed to us in Christ. So come to me, the Lord says, all you who are burdened by this lie you've been told, 
and in me you'll find rest. And then this famous line, we need to reflect upon it. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am meek and humble of heart. See, what's a yoke? Well, you don't put a yoke on a single animal, right? A yoke is put on a pair of animals, and then they're going to pull the wagon or the cart or the plow or something, right? So to be yoked is to be joined with another. So how beautiful here are Christians. The Lord who's just revealed to us this, this dynamic of the inner life of God now says, come on, get yoked together with me. Let's, let's the two of us walk together. Now, under this, this sweet and light yoke, because what's being revealed here is, is liberation, it's life. So fine, now get tied, get yoked to Jesus, and you'll make your way joyfully through life. See, again, everybody, don't think of the Lord as this, you know, just demanding figure up there, out there someplace, you know, wagging his finger at us. No, no, he's the one that invites us. Come on, come on, put my yoke on you so that together we can walk in this new life. You will find rest for yourselves, for my yoke is easy and my burden is light. Yes, yes, this is not something onerous. What's onerous is the lie the world tells us. That's what's onerous. That's the terrible burden. The Lord says, no, join yourself to me, and together we're going to walk according to the dynamics of the divine life. Just a last thought here. As we are yoked to Jesus, he's yoked to the Father. <laughs> you see? The Son is revealed to us about the Father. The Father is spoken to us through his Son. The Father and Son are yoked together. The yoke, by the way, is called the Holy Spirit. As the Father and Son are yoked together, so now we and the Lord Jesus are joined together to live a life not of hanging on to and clinging, but of letting go in love. Can you see why this little passage, Matthew chapter 11, is indeed Matthew's most precious pearl? We're on holy ground, everybody, with this passage. And God bless you. Thank you for listening to this week's homily from Bishop Robert Barron. For more resources from Bishop Barron, please visit wordonfire.org.